0: with someone who is going to tell you that they don't like what you what you do or they will ask like 10 different versions of what you offer only to have you go back to the first. One. There's a reason why the first one is usually and often the best. It's because it's fresh in your mind. And your spontaneity, your instinct exactly your instinct is spontaneity as a creator makes the whole difference
1: the the next question I have for you is is in regards to your actual customers that you work with. And I would imagine you're talking to other creators that you work with. You help publish their works, right? No. Um, and you don't?
0: No. No. I designed Fair Square Comics since right now it's my only activity until I find another job or I have another opportunity, which I'm always available for. Uh, but I designed Fair Square Comics only for my own purposes as a creator.
1: Okay, so to, so to publish your own works then?
0: Exactly. It publishes my own works and the works of my very close friends or my family because we're a family of creatives. We have a lot of talents. Um,
1: and, awesome. And, so and yes. so then, then we'll frame this question slightly differently. So the common enemy then um, is generally we talk about something that you can remove from your client's life that you constantly have to fight against. So... When it comes to publishing comics, right, and mm-hmm. publishing your own works or publishing the works of your close friends and family, what is something that you constantly sort of have to struggle with that, you know, if you could wave your magic wand and just make it go away and make it easier to get your pub- your comics published, get them out there, get audience for them? What's sort of like, the common, like, the thing that you always have to fight against when you're trying to get something new published and going? Marketing. Marketing. So, so how, how do you go... How do you go about marketing comics and getting the attention that you need for, for a comic to actually sell and make money and return, return the investment you put into it?
0: It's a question of, well, I'm sure you're familiar with the French expression, savoir-faire. Savoir-faire, you know what it is?
1: I have not heard that French expression, but my wife probably has. She speaks French. Okay,
0: so savoir-faire is when you know how to make something, okay? You have the knowledge. But in French, we have the opposite set, which is savoir faire, but faire savoir, which is you have to put your knowledge, put what you produce in the hands of actual people. When I'm at a show, it's easy because I reach out immediately to the audience. The audience comes to me. So it's easy for me. That's why audiences are, are, are a very good way and and comic book conventions are a very good way for us to have our voices heard. Uh, Kickstarter is another very good um, uh, place because Kickstarter and other like crowdfunding platforms because people come to discover the new the next big thing, and one day you can be the next big thing. So if you put the quality and the and and the time and the dedication to your project, people will notice. But what about the rest? What about the rest? How do you put your books? In the hands of readers. Very hard. That's what I would like to have with my magic wand. It's I like have a system who will put my work in the hands of readers. Again, I was telling you that earlier, the audience never lies. Audience never lies. Whether they like it, they vote with their dollars. They like it or they don't. If they see it, they will have an opinion. I'm completely, completely open. For people to say, your work sucks. But if they have a chance to see it first.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So if you could wave your magic wand, it would be figuring out basically how to have an audience for everything that you create. So if that's the thing you sort of you fight against all the time, you're driving force. It's the thing that you fight for, right? And, you know, this is... Uh, yes. Fits right in line. So, are you know, the the Peter Parker that we're all familiar with, um, you know, fights to save New York, Batman fights to save Gotham, Google fights to index and categorize all the world's information. What is it that you fight for at Fair Square Comics? Your mission, so to speak.
0: Well, my mission is to have different voices um, heard, and especially my voice, because I think that, um, I mean, you, you, I would have to ask you a question. Why did, why did you create your first company? I can tell you what. I created my first company out of necessity because I thought that nobody would give me the chance to shine. I would have been put in a box or that box or that box, and I didn't like being put in any box because I knew how to sing and dance. But how
1: about you, Richard? So, so for me, it was uh, – uh, I started my – actually, my first company I started, I was 13, I did it because I wanted to make money. Um, but as I've gotten older and like the company that I currently run, the reason that I started it and the reason why I have done what I've done for the last 15 years is because I wanted to control certain aspects of my life, right? I wanted to control my time. I wanted to control my money. I wanted to control my location and running my own business was the only way that I saw that allowed me to do that. Um, so it gave me freedom that I wouldn't have had, um, in another space.
0: Yeah. So you see freedom, freedom is a good motivation, right? Yeah. It's the same for every entrepreneur. It's just a different, different shade of freedom, but everyone wants the freedom to do something. For me, it was the freedom of breaking out of a box. And, and it's funny because when I was, uh, when I was a young entrepreneur um, and, and, I was, and I was showcasing myself, people were like, oh, we don't need another art director. We don't need another graphic designer. So, uh, and I was like asking, can I write for you? Uh, no, 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 you don't know how to write. You only know how to design, we know because we've seen what you've done and then and then it's funny because after it, after a few years of just writing, people were like, "But can you design? We don't want you to design, we just want you to write and it's always the same scenario that people want to put you in a box and 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 I like the fact that being an entrepreneur, I can be a one man operation. I can do everything myself. I can write, design, draw, edit." Uh, correct letter, caller, publish. I can do it all. Not because I want to like swing my organ in the room and say, hey, you know what? I'm the best and, and I can do it all. No, just because it saves time and I go straight to the point and I can deliver the message with more accuracy and clarity. And, and yeah, but not, I would love.
1: I can would, would deliver to just, the message that you want to deliver. Exactly. But I would love just to say to
0: a company, hey, You don't want to hire me, okay? Use me as a consultant because as a consultant, you can only have access to one of my talents. You don't need them all; just take this one. But let me let me work with the other ones. And and I guess for every entrepreneur, there's this kind of internal debate where you're like, how much is service that you offer and how much is content that you deliver. It's always that like kind of balance between being a service provider and being a producer of your own content.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So my next question for you is more practically speaking, right? So we call this your hero's tool belt, right? Maybe you got a big magical hammer like Thor or a bulletproof vest like your neighborhood police officer, or maybe you just really love how Evernote helps you organize your thoughts. What are some of the tools you use every day to create the works that you create that you couldn't live without something that you're, you're always constantly using either for creating your works or getting them out or your marketing or whatever it is that you're doing in your business top one or two things that you use on a regular basis to make your business go around
0: okay so everything is behind me so that's going to be easy a my mac <laughs> very important been a loyal partner for 32 years i mean not the same model but like i've 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 and it's fun, It's a funny story, by the way, because I've been in the uh, I've been in the Apple ecosystem AM. for for over thirty years, uh, and both my parents were working at IBM. So imagine their face, uh, at least my mom's face, because I lost my dad very early. But like uh, my mom's face when I came back with a, a Mac, it was like she was like, "I don't want that at home." Uh, but but in the end, it Macs have been like loyal partners to me. Um, and, and the other one is the, the little thing behind me here. And I'm going to take this, that is, uh, that is a pen. It's, uh, and it goes with the Wacom. That is a, a tablet, a big tablet. It's a pen display. Uh, and I draw them. That.
1: Is that the, uh, uh, so the Cintiq? Is that what that is?
0: It's a, yes, it's a Cintiq. Absolutely. It's a Cintiq 20. Uh, so I can write here and design here and conduct all my business operations and I can draw there. So everything that I need is just behind me.
1: That's awesome. I've always wanted to get one of those Cintiq tablets. The closest I've ever gotten is the, uh, the iPad with the little Apple Pencil. Um, yeah, I have, I, have I, I, I have that too. I
0: have that too. And I, uh, and I tried. Uh, and it was actually useful because it, it, it helped me build my confidence as an artist. Because, again, I'm self-taught with the iPad. And then when I, when I was limited by the real estate, I said, like, look, you know what? Uh, let's invest in something a little bit bigger and more professional. And 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 I have to say that sometimes you understand that the tool doesn't make the creator. But in this case, it's an enhancer. It's 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 an it's an incubator for your for your creativity. Because I have this tool because I have this Cintiq, I can create more and faster. And I have and especially during quarantine. Like it's like I'm on fire.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same boat, right? I've got a, the camera that I'm looking in right now for this interview um, is, you know, it's a it's $2,500 worth of camera equipment that's pointed at my face here. Um, you and, go. you know, I as a photographer, I can, you know, I've been doing photography for 20 years. I can take killer stuff with the camera on my iPhone and have yeah. been able to all the way back to like the iPhone 4. But what's interesting is like, you're still limited by the capabilities of a small sensor and small lenses that you can't change out, that kind of stuff. And there's just opportunities and things and control and stuff that you can do when you have professional equipment that you just can't do with your more consumer-grade equipment. So I exactly. totally understand in a different space.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. But It's creativity, you know?
1: yeah yeah absolutely so i want to talk a little bit about your own personal heroes right so just like frodo had gandalf or luke had obi-wan or robert kiyosaki had his rich dad who were some of your heroes were they real life mentors speakers authors peers who were a couple years ahead of you and how important were they to what you've accomplished so far in your businesses
0: uh that's a very interesting question so um in my case i have looked for a mentor for a very long time because I lost my dad when I was 11. So I grew up without a father as a teenager. And and when, when you have this kind of experience, you're looking for a mentor, a substitute father. And I never found one. Uh, although there were very few men still alive in my family. So uh, it was hard for me to find one. And, and, and I was the first born of my generation. So... I still am <laughs> not there yet, um, and and I it it became became apparent after a few years that I wouldn't find one, uh, and I would become by that time the mentor for other people. So I started mentoring other other talents before I was even fully formed. Again, out of necessity, because you had these kids needed needed like guidance, and I thought that I could bring something to the table. So uh but like I I find a lot of um we'll probably find that very awkward, but a lot of people have their heroes are um are are people, I mean of course there are like comic book creators that are my heroes, uh Jack Kirby, um Stanley a little bit, um I mean, even though it's controversial. Um yeah. uh, uh, but also my peers. I mean, uh David Hine. Uh, who co-wrote Spider-Man Noir with me is one of my heroes because he he was a great mentor. I never wrote not only just a single comic book before I, I I started this adventure with him, but I never wrote in a in a language that was not mine. And and so it was it was definitely it shaped the writer that I became. Uh, yeah, yeah. The other family of the other family of heroes that I have come from the music industry because. As I, as you mentioned earlier from my bio, I'm a huge R and and hip hop fan. Um and 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 I consider that uh someone like Prince is 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 one of my heroes because I was mentioning it in another podcast recently. Uh he was not like a philosopher, but he was. Because in his songs, there are there's so many like great greatness, great things, great ideas, great concepts that that like for decades, uh, we are going to uh, study what this man brought to the world. Um, And other people who are in this camp, like Jimmy Janitor Lewis or or other people like that, I consider my mentors because their craft, their work ethics, the way they handle their business is extremely interesting to look at from an outsider's perspective. Um, The other person that I would consider a, a reference or a mentor for me is Bruce Lee. Because I've studied Bruce Lee, and I, and, and I actually did. I actually did. Bruce Lee was really a philosopher. I mean, he had a brief time on Earth, only 33 years. What he accomplished in 33 years was pretty impressive. And, um, and I did this, this, um, this uh, graphic novel a few years ago, three years ago, called Intertwine, uh, which w- the, the main character was mostly based on Bruce Lee. Um, and, it, and it was the story of, of an immigrant superhero in new york in 1971 um and and it was like really all my worlds colliding you always come i always look at look back and 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 look at the people who were before you where they came from who they were they are extremely impressive people in my family not by what they accomplish but by their soul they have a beautiful soul um i mean and i of course, I will admire my mom forever for uh, for uh, <laughs> for being very patient with me uh, and my my siblings. Um, despite the fact that she didn't really have the tool, you know, and she and she was a survivor. I mean, it's like she was a widow at thirty with three small kids, and she made it. You know, we didn't have money, but yeah. we, we didn't starve, and um, she she found ways. So yes. I mean, my mom is a superhero, too. And, um, and, and
1: and my uh, and grandmother was like that for my mom.
0: Yeah, my dad exactly. Um, but I also look now at my kids. Uh, I have three kids, and they're all adults, and they live in different countries. Um, I look at them as as the next gen superheroes. They are my superheroes too, because as much as as a parent, you can look at your kids like, okay, I did the job they're they're okay, uh, and they can take care of themselves when you hear them back, okay, dad, are you okay? What can we do? You're like, all right, this is a two way street now, and uh, and it's incredibly rewarding. So, yes, yeah,
1: yeah. My, mine are all very small right now. I've got a one year old up, um, and then a, a three, six, and ten year old. So, I got a bunch of little ones at home. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. no, my,
0: my youngest is 18. So...
1: you don't look old enough to have adult children just fyi um
0: richard (laughs) i'm going to be 50 in a month so
1: yeah i i would have i would have only placed you a few years older than me so you're doing something with the skincare routine (laughs) that's my uh, superpower too i guess your superpower look look 20 years younger than you are so my uh, grandmother uh,
0: when she died my, my grandmother on my mother's side when she died she was she died at 91 and she looked 20 years younger amazing yeah so
1: my my mom's like that too she uh she walks into a room with people people ask me if she's my girlfriend or my wife Interesting. or something and i'm like i'm like no she's my mom she's 22 yeah. years older than me
0: yeah well that's uh, i mean in my case it's like this north north african jeans you know from my mother's side of the family that made the difference but yeah
1: Yeah. So I want to bring it home for our listeners a little bit and talk about your guiding principles. Top one or two principles or actions that you put in place every single day that you think contribute to your success and to your influence. Maybe something you wish you'd know when you first started out on your own hero's journey or your own entrepreneurial path.
0: Trust yourself.
1: And uh, what do you mean by that?
0: When you don't have a lot of experience, um, and especially if you're working with other people, Either, either they're clients of yours customers or or they're like peers or or potential mentors or people with like more experience they will always tell you what to do um and especially like remember i i came i came from design like from 21 years old to now uh a, a big chunk of my life have been has been graphic design art direction graphic design and art um There's always someone who is going to tell you that they don't like what you what you do. Or they will ask like 10 different versions of what you offer, only to have you go back to the first one. There's a reason why the first one is usually and often the best. It's because it's fresh in your mind. And spontaneity, your instinct, exactly, your instinct and your spontaneity as a creator makes the whole difference. Like what I what I do usually in my process when I create is that I I draw or I draw a rough or I write the skeleton of a script. And then I'll leave it, I'll let it rest for a little bit. And I tackle it again with fresh pair of eyes. And if it can it can if it can survive the second look after I, I after I let it rest for a few days. Then it's good enough for me to invest time on it. Uh, I wish clients or, or or customers would think the same. They would have the same level of respect for us than we have for them. And um, and the, the problem with when 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 you spend a long time servicing other people is um, is that you you kind of trust their judgment more than you trust yourself. You never shall forget that the reason why they came to pick you is that you know something that they don't. And uh, yeah, you yeah. should I had, trust yourself.
1: I had the experience um, just recently, actually. I had a client that I had for a number of years, and we were doing a brand design for them a number of years ago. And I put together a brand design that was based on who he told me his customers were and what the message he wanted to get across was. Um, and we put it all together and he was like, don't like it. Right? He's like, I wanted it to be more edgy and more modern. And I was like, we can do that. And it's really simple to, to change the aspects of design to do that. We changed some font structures and some other things to give him what he wanted. But I didn't have the confidence at that point when I, when I was to say like, no, this is actually what you need. I don't really care what you want. Right, um, and and it was you know two or three years later, he wasn't getting the results that he wanted, um, and brought in a different consultant to talk to him about some ad things. And the other consultant was like, "Hey, you should probably do these couple of things to your brand, right?" And what was what was funny it was it was back to originally what I had given him three years ago, um, and it was that that first instinct that was actually the correct instinct. And you know, to your point, you trust yourself.
0: Trust yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Trust yourself and build the confidence to say no, because I learned that like when I was uh, when I had my first company, I had a, 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 a one of my uh, one of my um, of my partners of my not business partner but like technical partners. Um, she had a company at the time we were printing really old school. We were printing before we were printing directly to paper. There was a phase where we were printing on films. And every, every file had to be separated in four, one for cyan, magenta, uh, black, and yellow. Uh, and, and we were yeah. printing on film. So I was using the services of the company to go through that. And uh, she was working with like big, big studios like Warner Brothers, Universal, Paramount, because she was doing a lot of DVDs and, and stuff like that. And she she told me that story that once she walked away from meeting with Universal because they wanted her to lower the price, change the routine, change everything. And at one point you said, look, I know what's good for you. You don't. So we live it here. This is a luxury. Not everyone has the luxury to say no to a client. But if you build your confidence, you can if you have the right, if you have the right material to prove your point. If you don't, yeah. it's just a manifestation of your ego, then no. You can't, yeah. but if you have actually something- <laughs> If you have the to skills teach, to back it up. Exactly, you have to have the skills to back it up and say like, look, I know what's good for you. If you don't want to listen, that's your money and that's your choice. Don't come back in two years, tell me you told me so, or I told you so. Because this is, this is how it works. Sometimes the problem with being an outsider is that you think for yourself and you think for the person you have in front of. Yeah, yeah. And 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 it's also like kind of a, that's also a flaw for me. It's like I I kept I've been observing the comic book market for for 25 years as an observer as much as a as as a an actor, and and so I see things happening and I can almost anticipate stuff happening because it's very simple. You just look at how the forces are moving on the chessboard and you know what's going to happen. And sometimes you really are pissed that you were right. And sometimes you're very happy that you were wrong. Um, so uh, it humbles you because you, you you never cease to learn. You never stop uh, getting challenged by your environment.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think that's a fantastic piece of advice, by the way, to trust yourself. Um, and I think one of the things that's, it's, it's not something that's going to come, easy that comes with years of experience and getting knocked down and realizing that you actually have the skill set to back up what you do. Um, But that's a place you want to get to. You want to get to a place where you trust yourself and you're capable of telling Universal Studios to know, back up, I know what's good for you, right? Like you want to be in that place in your business. So I think that's a great, great guiding principle to, you know, if you're not there yet, work on that. Work to a place where you can get to trust yourself. So The Hero Show will be right back. Hey there, fellow podcaster, having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand creates fame and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. You're listening to The Hero Show, unlocking the power of influence and success. That basically wraps up the interview. I have one last thing that I do in all my interviews. It's uh, it's a simple little challenge. I call it the Hero's Challenge, and it's basically this. Do you have someone you know in your network that you you think has a cool entrepreneurial story? Who are they? First names are fine, and why do you think they should come share their story with our audience?
0: I have so many. (laughs) So
1: your gut instinct, first one that popped into your head.
0: Oh, my God. Um, uh, look, I mean, this is really timely, but right now I want to, I want to say this. Um, we don't have enough, uh, diversity in this world, not just the diversity, uh, of colors, not just the diversity of backgrounds, not just the diversity of orientations, not just the diversity of, of, of anything. We also need a diversity in spirit. Different set of ideas, people that don't necessarily think like us, people that are going to challenge our whole spectrum and say, okay, maybe we should think about what we've been doing for years and 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 put it backwards, make it differently. And um right now, the uh and at least that's what I've been seeing in America, but it was also the case in Europe, This old, I would say this old school um um, the old school of thinking, uh, they're not ready. They're not ready to welcome people like us that are going to challenge that. They're not ready. Okay, we'll wait. We're passionate. We can wait. Um, from the top of my head, um, there, are a few, there are a few people uh, that that really deserve attention that, that I've met through the years. Uh, women, a lot of women with a lot of great ideas and that deserve a bigger... A bigger spot to express themselves um um of course creators of colors that 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 have also a lot of talent and ideas and entrepreneurship and and sometimes are completely beaten up by the market um people like me like i'm thinking about a a a, crea- a couple of creators that i really know one is david walker um david walker is 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 a bigger creator than i am like he he, he has uh, a, a big, a more body of work. He has a lot of things that he's been doing for years. But it was also an inspiration for me because two years ago he launched his own boutique label, label just like I did Fair Square. His his label was solid comics, and and David David did that um, uh, knowing that for him it was a way to put out some material that other publishers didn't want to take a chance on, and that's the problem. That I want to point out. Like a lot of publishers, established publishers, they they have something they want. They're all driving in the same on the same highway in the same direction. How about we take the little road on the side and we prove them that there's a niche for that? Go for go for an not... adventure. Yes, but that's why small companies like David's company. Russell Noelty's company, for example, or my company, uh, we that that's why we're doing what we're doing. Um, um I'm I'm thinking about this woman. I only met her once, but like I'm imp- I'm following her. Um her name is Sheketa Smith. Uh she's she's doing a uh she did, she does her own comic book convention for women called Shiro. That's um cool. In LA, and and I mean, like, I don't necessarily agree with, with, with what she's putting out. Like in terms of taste, I don't like everything, but I admire her entrepreneurship. I can I can talk about uh, my friend Regine yeah. Sawyer. Regine is the is the founder of a uh, 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 a group called Women in Comics, and 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 she has her own company, Lock It Down Production, and she has um. Uh, And she's trying to she's struggling to put the word out, like and and publish more comments. So these are people that I'm thinking about that could have like more exposure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see if we can reach out and maybe get one or two of them here on the show and tell their stories. Um, and it's kind of interesting, it's, you know, you're the second person we've got to bring on who's actually in the comic book space, which is cool for an entrepreneur podcast that's based on this whole comic book world. So it's, it's, uh, at this point, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story you, and what it is that you do. My last question for you is really simple. Where can people find you if they want to pick up your comics, if they want to read one of your, you know, Spider-Man Noir or see some of your independently published stuff, where can they find you? Um, and then more importantly, who are the types of people that you write for? Like what's the, what's the, uh, you know, your ideal audience, so to speak.
0: Okay. So where to find my stuff, the, be- the best way and the most supportive way is to find me on the social networks at my full name, at Fabrice Sapolsky, very easy, uh, or at www.fairsquarecomics.com. There's my, everything that I publish is there. Um, and there's a store. I'm also making t-shirts like this one. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I just created a new, a new design that is like a, 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 a letter to the, the, the big companies and, and, and I'm aping the Star Wars logo. And on that logo, it says like, dear brands, it's time to empower creators. And you have four versions of it. It's time to empower creators, it's time to empower black creators, Asian creators, LGBTQ creators. I think it's time for creators to get a bigger piece of the of the pie, uh, and the other awesome. thing well, you were saying, you were saying the second question.
1: Yeah, the uh, like who is who is your like the, your target audience for the comics? Oh that yes. you write?
0: So um, m- m- the target audience is everybody. I have, I am building right now. I mean, Spider Man War is not for kids. No, no, no. it's it's for. It's for mature audiences. One Hit Wonder is for mature audiences, and Intertwine is for mature audiences. So, all my three published graphic novels are for mature audiences. But I'm working right now on three different projects for young adult and middle grade audiences because I have a passion for kids' material. And um, I finally allowed myself to talk about my, my life and my stories. And, and, and these stories are going to be published either through Fair Square or through third-party publishers next year.
1: Awesome. Well, I really look forward to seeing some of those come out. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure, Richard. Any final words of wisdom you want to say to our audience before I hit this uh, stop record button?
0: Yes. People, create and open your minds to creators over brands.
1: Awesome. I completely agree. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you.